Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 61 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. As always, available on iTunes. And as always, I encourage you, nay, demand that you subscribe ASA and P. And by the way, while you're at it, why don't you tell a friend or two to do the same thing? Speaking of friends, I got one sitting right next to me here. He's a chum, he's a colleague, and that's the end of that list. <laughs> It's from NFL.com. It's, your, it's not just my pal. It's our pal. It's Adam Rank. Play his theme music, would you, Black Tie? Adam Rank is here. There we go. How's that? Fella? Nicely done. How you like that? You like Wonderful. hearing that again? We got to get love, a new one for you. We do. I want. I don't know. Why enough do you want to change it all the time? But because one- it's dishonest. And if there's one thing I like to do, I've told you this many times before, Rank. What do I do with this podcast? This is what I like to do with my craft. You mm-hmm. know, with, with my, the craft of of flapping my gums, whether it's on the page or you know into a microphone. I like to unbuckle my pants. Mm-hmm. This is figuratively. I don't think right. it's literally. You literally sometimes after literally. Uh, a heavy meal will actually unbuckle your pants. But mm-hmm. I, I figuratively unbuckle my belt. Mm-hmm. I unzip my pants. I drop them. And I just stand nude for the world to see. <laughs> for better or worse. I don't care. Because that's what I'm about. Honesty. And you don't like to eat French fries. And so why would we have that in your song? Because it's funny. All Sometimes, right. you know, a lot of times in comedy, let me tell you a little bit about teach comedy. Me. Teach Sometimes me the craft of comedy. You, you, you take a, a small kernel of truth and you ex- expand it a little bit. 
you may take a couple of liberties. And I'll be honest, though, when I go, because I have uh, Del Taco somehow got onto my Lent band list, and uh, I haven't been, but when I go back to Del Taco on Easter Sunday, I'll be ordering the chili cheese fries, so it's not completely inaccurate. So what do people do with this Lent? They swear off something that they like. Yes. So you don't do it for how long? Three weeks? It's 40 days. 40 days. 40 what, days Who 40 came minutes. up with that? Uh, that uh, the forty days rule. Jesus, he did. Yes, he put he put that down somewhere. He yes. etched it in stone, kind of thing, or what? Yes, I'm not familiar. Why would I know, I know. about this jazz? I don't want to go too deep into it. I don't think it. it I don't think it touches a lot of people because if if you're not Catholic, you're pretty much not. Oh, is that right? It's, it's only the predominantly Catholic. Well, I'm Presbyterian, which was an offshoot of. Catholicism mm-hmm. for I, the uh, for the Scots, you know, it's like uh, being Catholic without all the guilt. So uh, sometimes some people do observe Lent, some people don't. I uh, I married into a Catholic family, you know, so there it is. So all I'm right. giving up stuff that I like, so including coffee. And so, coffee's but, been the whole. Wait one. a second, why would you take on coffee? Coffee was the initial one, and that was the first one we went with. I'm like, okay, I can do this, and that's fine. Why are you overachieving with these these sacrifices? Why don't you just make one? They're pushing us. And like every week, they're like, you know, why don't you do something that's not necessarily bad for you? But do something that's better. Why? Well, listen, that you just described these uniform changes that the uh, NFL unveiled, and we are going to be reacting to those. Rest assured, Rank, you just sent out a tweet soliciting your followers, at Adam Rank, to weigh in on what they think are the worst uniforms. Now that things have been rejiggered a little bit here, the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks with the massive changes. We'll get into those in uh, in just a second here. But, um, yeah, so, so, so couldn't you just say – what happens then if you just say something like, uh, I don't want, um, you know, potato chips with, with chives and, and, you know, what's with, with, with the, being what? that specific? Yeah, because then, like, uh, you don't like them. Like, I don't like Funyuns. Yes. Couldn't I just swear off Funyuns for no, 40 days? No, that's not the point. You're supposed to be no. sacrificing. I see. And but do you have to choose your very favorite thing? No, you don't. It doesn't have to be. Why your don't very you make it your thing? very favorite thing? If you're going in, go all in. Why don't? Do, do, do you see? You can scoff it. We'll see. You're cheating the rules, Dave, by picking something that you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to eat anyway. But if you're going to go halfway, then why not do it all the way? For you, for instance, no more beer. What no about more that beer for forty days. You could know you what? Do that. I could do that. Could you do that? I would do, you know, and here's the thing: I would do because I have a friend who did this, and he goes, "I'm swearing off beer." And then he was sitting there pounding martinis every night. And I'm like, well, that's that's not the spirit Why? of the rule. It's not? No. If, if It just seems like a cheap way around. Like, I could probably, I could easily do it. You could swear. But I think the toughest one, actually, if you want to do, like, the alcohol one for me would be no problem. I could do that without even thinking about it. Hmm. Although, you know what? Because it comes during, you know, March Madness and St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Let's be realistic. I think soda would be tougher for me. Than alcohol. Really? Wow. Yeah, that would be way harder. Soda pop. Yeah, well, it's now been proven inextricably to be horrible and it's going to make you fat. It's yes. poison. I watched 60 Minutes and it says sugar or high fructose corn syrup. Poison, poison. to the human body. So stop it. <laughs> You're causing yourself uh, great damage by doing that. I won't. When we're done, I'm walking over to 7-Eleven to All go right. get a big gold. So it's episode 61. We'll get into which player wore it best in a little bit here and uh, what's going down in uh, in football and uh, the world of sports. Let's talk, first of all, NCAA quick reaction. Kentucky wins it. My thought is John Calipari has trumped Nick Saban as the most miserable 
champion <laughs> I think I've ever seen in any sport. He's so curmudgeonly on Monday night, Tuesday morning, just belly aching. They say, yeah. no, nothing's changed. I went to mass. Same old thing. It's you guys who make it important to win a championship. <laughs> what do I care? Same old, same old. Like, well, all right, settle down, man. Sorry to bum you out so much with a why did with you, a national championship. Why did you go to Kentucky then? Why didn't you stay at Memphis? Yeah, it, because you couldn't win a national title at Memphis, so you wanted to go to Kentucky for the challenge. Well, to the, win a title. Uh, let me let me put a uh, a happy face on this for uh, for John Calipari. You know this uh, this burdensome title that you've just won. Now, soon enough, uh, the NCAA will strip it from you so don't worry about it don't worry you'll have to avoid that national title anyway and kansas will be number one in about five years or or fewer we'll look in the record books and we'll look up and it'll say kansas won the 2012 national championship after the wildcats had to vacate it for various misdeeds now anthony davis Mm -hmm. boy i I, he's tough to pin down on what he's going to be in the pros because you know greg odin didn't end up being a whole lot of anything, obviously, with the injuries. What's Black Tie texting you about? No, we're going to have a special guest joining us in a few minutes to talk uniforms. Who? And he's... Why don't you spoil it? No, I don't want to spoil it. No. Not at all. Special guest in a couple of minutes, guys. All and right. he's all, oh, tease. Old, he's, old fan favorite. He's haranguing me on IM, like, oh, tease it, tease it. And I said, no. All right. Well, listen. We'll get to it when we get to it. Black tie. You're you like. It's uh, not a radio show. Like they're not tuning away. They're not going to go listen to K Rock or pop in a CD. They're like, listening. Black tie likes to say that he is an NBA expert and wants to talk NBA some. So all right, have at it then. Black tie, weigh in here. What are your thoughts on Anthony Davis as an NBA player? Because I assume he's not going to be back there. I assume we'll hear in a matter of minutes that he's on his way to the NBA draft. I feel like it's hard to say Greg Oden's a bad example. Reject, throw that one out. But we've seen guys that, uh, you know, he could just be a more willowy version of Ben Wallace. It's great to be, uh, I mean, I guess Ben Wallace was never the shot blocker, so that's a bad uh, comparison as well. Hmm, tough to figure out who to really compare him to. That was, you know what, that that shot blocking ability is really one of the, I mean, he is not, um, you know, Sean Bradley could put up some, some monster numbers, and even he did. You know, if you, for all the jokes you make about Sean Bradley, he did put up some uh, some nice shot blocking numbers when he was in the NBA. He just was so deficient everywhere else. This kid can obviously run the floor great and everything. I don't know that he's ever going to turn into a great NBA player. On the other hand, though, he does. The guy he reminds me of. Patrick Ewing. Do you remember a collegiate Patrick Ewing? Black tie, mm-hmm. you're too young to remember him at G-Town. But, uh, Rank, you remember him. And, in fact, I was thinking last night, watching the game, that uh, that as he was putting up those monster shot-blocking totals and just rebounding and basically dominating the game, and then in the meantime, Lamb on Kentucky is knocking down all those threes, mm-hmm. I was thinking – He's going to get Patrick. You, I mean, he's going to get Reggie Williams here. Nineteen eighty-four, Five Slam Ajama, the Houston uh, Cougars with uh, Keem and company played Georgetown in the national title game, and Patrick Ewing was always the obviously the centerpiece of that team. He was the presence uh, under the rim, changing shots constantly, and just uh, right. just a dominant force. But Reggie Williams came in, knocked down. I, I remember he scored nineteen in that game, and he he walked away with the most outstanding player. And that one, I thought, ooh, that might happen to Anthony Davis here. But no, uh, Davis did pull out the MVP here. But, but Michael so, Graham was the guy who made that Georgetown team go. That Michael year. Graham is one of the weirdest guys in in history because he vanished. 
vanished. He was yeah, so awesome. Is- and, they, and, and this was in the day. Yeah, that was that game. That had to be the two best Duncan teams in college basketball <laughs> yeah. history. Vince Carter, I think, is the greatest college dunker I've ever seen. Clyde Drexler is probably number two, and Michael Jordan was somewhere behind them, but he was he wasn't as good. The other one, like, Len Bias. Well, UNLV had some nice guys too. Who in the nineties? Trying to think, who was it? They had Larry Johnson. Oh, they had the, Isaiah Ryder. Yeah, but he what, was good. I mean, Stacy Ogman. What about Len Bias though? The Len hammer. Bias, you forget about him. He's just become he's you know the 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 cloud that covers the name uh, Len Bias, obscures how great he was in college. You remember watching him play with the Terps? Oh, yeah. He was terrific. I mean, he was he was NBA ready a, in a way that Michael Jordan, as a comparison, was not. He he, he could shoot the ball. For, Michael Jordan, as a collegian, was not able to, to hit those perimeter shots the way – I know everybody points to the, him making the shot in New Orleans against Georgetown, but that was – you know, he wasn't a guy who had a game – that extended out to 20 feet when he left uh, Carolina. Len Bias would have been awesome from day one at, uh, with the Celtics. So you assume. No, he would have been. But all right. But that's um, now we're getting distracted, and I never let Black Tie even answer the question. Black Tie, answer, fella. Five minutes later. Five minutes Go later. Go ahead. Speak anyway, your piece. Anthony Davis, I'm not sure. He could be a Marcus Camby. He could be Tyson Chandler. He could be a lot better than those guys. He could be the next Kevin Garnett. You just never know. I, I'm not sure he doesn't have an offensive game, and that bothers me. I don't like when, you know I like I don't like when wasted, people say, I don't know. You I know? like that you wasted so much time to do, I don't know. He I could be good. I, I, this is one guy I really don't know. I really you don't can't know pout behind the glass because you're not getting to speak, and then when I go to you, have you say like, mm, I mean, maybe good, but maybe bad. I don't know. Maybe in between. I'm not, I don't know. Are you the See, NBA I, expert of this show, or are you this not, guy, sir? This guy was 6'2 two, two years ago. His All right. He's like 6'10 now. I I can't tell you what so the that ceiling spe- is for that guy. Well, that speaks to the potential, the untapped potential. It, Guys it who don't play, you know, obviously as he gets more comfortable with that role. The question is, does he extend then to being a 7-footer, seven 7-1? Seven does he continue to grow? Because that is a th- those the, are a significant couple of inches to I gain say to this, though, be effective in the NBA. The one thing I do like about it is his body type. A lot of people, NBA teams try to get big men now, and that's not the way to go for the traditional big men because they get hurt. Greg Odens, the Yao Mings, but these slender big men, Kevin Garnett, Tyson Chandler, those guys, they're stable. I like those kind of guys. So I like his future. I just don't know. Yeah, I think he could fill out a little bit. And be, you know, another guy who he is, uh, who, who maybe he can live up to being something like is Dwight Howard, who's not, you think of Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was really skinny coming out of high school. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, all right, well, very interesting, and uh, my condolences to uh, to John Calipari on that national championship. <laughs> I'm sorry it was such a such a pain in the tuchus for you to win a national it really, crown. It really pained him. Poor dear, poor dear. All right, and uh, also. Did Kentucky look bored, like, the whole, like, in the second half, they seem like, let's let Kansas get close so we can just see if we can work ourselves out of this mess, and yeah. then they blew them out again. Well, the other thing is, too, um, the other uh, and to be honest, I've not watched much college basketball this season. This is the least I've ever watched in a college basketball really? season. Just didn't have the time, Rank. I just mm-hmm. didn't have uh, the time to, to sit and watch a lot of it. But the other thing that occurs to me uh, after this tournament is Kid Gilchrist needs to make that his name. His first name needs to be Kid. <laughs> yes. His last Kid Gilchrist. Don't let that. Don't let that opportunity <laughs> pass you by, friend. Just that be is, kid. Hey, Kid Gilchrist. That's an awesome and it's, name. It's great to watch 
games with somebody who's not who's not familiar with it. They're like, why do they keep referring to him as Kid Gilchrist? And you're like, that's actually his name, and you see it hyphenated. But you're like, yeah, no, it's a great name. Yeah, I dig that. And um, and then also, of course, if we have time, maybe we'll talk about your beloved uh, WWE. I saw you tweeting about it on Sunday. Your enthusiasm for yes. this hokum. It was probably the biggest story of the past week. To whom? To everybody. Well, what about to the, the world? All right. Well, what about those riots in uh, in Lexington? Any surprise there? I like it was when people because... react. I always like when people react like it's a like, whoa, what's going on down in Tisk Tisk? This happens every single time any team wins a championship, they riot. The thing that is confusing is the. I mean, I kind I have a, a hypothesis, but why? You know, this idea on face that so your team wins, therefore let's destroy. You would think <laughs> that it would be anger that would lead one to want to flip over cop cars and and uh, you know wind up uh, finish the night in in handcuffs and yes. you know in the clink. Kansas fans should have been the ones rioting, yes, but you think it why does like, that happen? I don't know. It Here's been- why. Why? Well, I, I don't know Please. why. I okay. don't know. Well, first of all, well, my my hypothesis why that happens is is because the reflected glory we get, sort of like you know how moms can pull cars off of uh, <laughs> off of their kids in in a time of, of something like that. There's a you get a reflected glory from your super from the superheroes you've been rooting for, aka the athletes who've just made you in a reflected way a champion. You see. And uh, so similarly, your guys have just done some superhuman feats. They've just accomplished. They've just scaled the mountain. Now you feel also above the law. Same thing. You feel that that sense. And so therefore you say, let's see how far we can push this. And you go after the sign of authority that is there, cops, and you start flipping their cars over and setting them on fire. What? You can't do anything about it, cop. I'm I'm a I'm a champion, and then the cops say, "Oh yes, I can come with me." I also am happy about our local team success, and uh, and you and I can talk about it in the squad car on the way to the clink. You know, I think that's what happens. But I also have been in enough games. That's that weird feeling. I've been walking hey guys, out of stadiums and arenas. Got a mystery guest on the line. We do. We do a mystery guest. And you yep. can and you can set and so you're just going to step on his story, hey, his hypothesis. Guest. All right, let's hear who's on the line. Who's this mystery guest? Hello, boys. Oh, it's a lady. I like the sound of a lady. Who's this? <laughs> you might remember me back in the day. Oh we yes. Together oh. Sunday morning. I do remember NFL Fantasy Live. Yes, the original host of NFL Fantasy Live and uh, still my number one lady at uh, NFL Network. It's Michelle Beisner. What's the poop? What's happening, Dave Damashek? Where are you? You're in NYC? I I see you tweeting out about all this uniform jazz. Well, I mean, hey, they have to send their most fashionable network star to the big unveil. who, Who else would they have sent? Adam Rank? I don't think so. Not in that sweater vest. No, indeed. Oh. I, I I don't know why we would start off acrimoniously, but you know what? I why like it. She, I like why it. Why does she come out swinging? I, I, I'm not That's sure. what. I roll, Rank. Don't like you don't know. You know how it is. On the NFL Fantasy Live show, who is uh, who would you rank as? Uh, let's. I, so you're at all this uniform jazz. I want to get your thoughts. Right. Who is though? Who's the worst dressed on the NFL Fantasy Live? Adam Rank, without a doubt. Without a doubt. What about a hesitation at all? What about Michael Fabiano? Where does he rank? 
He's, he's awful, too. <laughs> Jeez. Where does Dave Damashek rank? Absolutely horrific. I'm, uh, it's horrific. What's horrific about my, my uh, sartorial choices? What's not horrific about it? You know, I don't know if you remember, if people paid attention, but there was a time when this thing did start off as a little baby show, and I gave it the wings to fly. Now you, you've spread on to bigger and greener pastures without me, and that's fine. That's fine. But you had come in, Damashek, I believe, early in the morning with, um, and I will say this. All right, so all kidding aside, Rank was very much together, put together. The sweat, the pressed shirt, mm-hmm. the pleated pants. He looked stiff. You, my friend, Dave Damashek, rolled in with a wrinkled shirt <laughs> and, un, you know, a completely, you were so unkept, like you literally <laughs> rolled out of bed fell onto something that was laying in a pile of the corner of your of your room and then decided, oh, shoot, I have to go to work this morning. Let me just grab this. <laughs> well, let me correct That's you where you're wrong. I, what? There was what? You said rolled out of bed. That's where you're wrong. I never went to bed. That was my game. My thing. <laughs> that was the problem. That's I how I did it. the truth would come out one day. Straight, straight through. So, you know, that's how, that's how I would be sharp. You know, I'd be on the edge yeah. right there with, oh, with, with no sharp. sleep. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank but you. You were not a sharp dressed man, my friend. Well, that that's hurtful. And, uh, I, I, you know, especially considering I have complimented you on, uh, on your fashion you? choices. Yes. But all right. Listen, now let's talk about fashion here. The big news is uh, the Seattle Seahawks, these new Nike yeah. uniforms. A lot of speculation. The last year. At least it seems like there's been all this stuff online about all these crazy designs and are these mm-hmm. actually going to be them? And then we realize that oh, those are all nonsense. Those are just fan-related, uh, fan-created ones. And Seattle's the only one who got the big makeover. First reactions, you're on the scene, Beisner. What do you think about who were the winners and losers in uniform terms? Who needed a makeover? Who got, you know, Seattle, I guess, like I say, is the only one who really got a major overhaul. Let's start with them. What did you think? They were both futuristic and fantastic. That's how I feel about the new uniforms. They are sleek. They are lightweight. They are revolutionary. I'm not even kidding you. Nike is not paying me to say this, although they should. It's, they, they really, truly, they look fantastic and and i was actually i was a little surprised and somewhat disappointed to see that the seahawks were the only team that got the total revamp from head to toe well let me first say this about uh, seattle as the uniform monitor for the nfl nay for all of sports oh, uh, let yeah. me let me uh-huh. provide my reaction to uh, to these uniforms Eh. <laughs> That's my reaction really? to them because I they're, they're listen. I, at first, when I first saw them, I I was uh, I was nauseated because my hope was that they would go back to the original getups, the silver hats, the silver pants, the black shoes, the the Jim Zorn, Dan Dornick, no. Steve no. Largent era. Can't live in the past, you can't live in the past. You got to move forward. You got to think forward. You got to go forward. You can't can't go backwards. Well, I have I have my response. My response to that is. Two words, Buffalo Bills. Didn't they make themselves better by getting into the time machine and traveling back by about 30 years? Well, that may be true. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll Thank give you. you. That. See, I you know, know my stuff. Too. I talked to uh, Darren McFadden, who told me that they did, they did very little. I mean, they really pretty much did nothing as far as by way of change to their uniform. But that was calculated by design. They are old school, and as you said, we're just going to play, you know, 
smash my football and just do what we do, and we don't need the flash. We don't need new uniform. We're good. We're the Raiders. <laughs> we're, we're silver and black on the attack, and that's it. I like Darren McFadden. I like Darren McFadden talking tough in uh, in April about how that's the way we do it. Smash mouth football, straight ahead. Yeah, I, except okay. that as soon as I as soon as uh, someone breathes on me, I uh, I have to go. I have to I sit out for yeah. three weeks. I broke but, my foot. <laughs> but Seattle's new uniforms. All right, here's the good news. They're not shiny. And I I notice that that's something that Nike has done just about throughout the league. The Raiders still have the shiny. Um, pants. They have the the so called satin finish versus the flat finish. Mm-hmm. They still have right. the shine on them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have the shininess on their yeah. pants. But I think they're the only ones. Am I right? Everybody else has abandoned that and and thankfully gone flat now. And I think that's uh, that's an improvement across the league. I, I would, agree, you know, I don't agree with you often, and um, I would like to keep it that way. But I will agree with you on that. I think it's good to get rid of the shine, get rid of the satin, and go to the flat. It, it looks much better. Yeah, for most teams, it, it doesn't look good, and I hope certainly that the KC Chiefs will do that. They actually made one little tweak. They added some stripes on the arms. The Chiefs, yeah. when you make your list of best uniforms, well, you, you, and when I say you, I just mean all of you within the sound of my voice, can rank your all uniforms. two people that are listening right now. That's a joke. But Why the uniform you? monitor, when I speak, people should be listening, and I say the Kansas City Chiefs too often overlooked. They're definitely a top-10 uniform, and now with this change, even better. I hope that they're flat. The only thing I've said is that their red pants should be flat, and, I, and it looks like uh, that's what they will be in uh, 2012. Yeah. So good move there. But Seattle, here's my main beef with that is that it says Seahawks on the jersey. And I, I don't like that. You On the side, too. Uh, like, uh, well, I guess it's up over the heart for some reason. I'm not sure exactly what that what the meaning of that is. But it's weird to can put I, the can word. I turn, can I turn the frown upside down, Mr. Pessimist, Mr. Half a glass empty? Can we, can we spin it to the positive and talk about something that they did to the uniform that is no. actually... Pretty cool. Let me just say one thing to you. You can't put words. You can't put a name. Some sports, you're allowed to put the team's name on the jersey. Basketball, yes. Baseball, yes. Hockey, no. Football, no. The St. Louis Blues used to once put blues across their sweaters, and it looked ridiculous. This is smaller, but I don't care for it. And I say get rid of it. A-S-A-M-P. Now, Beisner, speak your piece. Oh goodness sakes! Well, listen, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I don't want to stop your flow. I mean, I understand you got things to say, but they they did do some cool things, and this is hopefully something that is going to be adopted by every team once all of the uniforms get get uh, implemented with these sort of changes. But you'll notice the twelve. There's twelve little. Um, shoot, I don't know exactly what they are, but going up the side of the pants, mm-hmm. it is something in tribute. To the 12th man. They've got 12, whatever they may be, little symbols of some sort. I'm not even sure what it is. I'm going to have to find that out. But on each side to pay tribute to the 12th man, they've got a 12th in, a, the number 12 inside of the jersey to pay tribute to the 12th man. And, you know, Cam Chancellor made a very good point. He said, hey, on the new gloves, why don't we do something to put a 12 in the little bird's eye so when a big play is made, I can hold my hands up and give real respect to the 12th man. 
Now that is pretty cool. I like it. All right, that's a nice touch. I, I listen. That's uh, Damashek approved. All right, that's good. Now let's talk about. Well, the, I'll tell you the other one though. Who got? Who made a little bit of a tweak and somehow made their uniform even worse? They've already gotten. In my opinion, they've already got the worst uniforms in the league. It's the Cincinnati Bungles, and they've bungled it once again. They made the neck more I orange. I don't. Now the pants stripe is like a big stripe on their. Pa- I don't get. Oh, it's just. It's even worse than it was a, a week ago. Listen, you are fashion backward. I am fashion forward. I understand, respect what they were trying to do, and I think it looks just fine. Listen, the L.A. Rams. The Rams have the horn. Cool. The Eagles have the wings. Cool. The you know who else? The Vikings have the the, the Viking horns. horns. The That's cool. Yeah. In my opinion. The now the Cincinnati Bengals too far. They want to be they want they want to mimic that that same sort of vibe with the with the tiger stripes. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. It was a noble uh, attempt. It didn't work. I say go back to the '70s ones where it just says Bengals on it. Listen, black and orange Beisner is the best color combo any sports team can sport. I refer you to the San Francisco Giants, to the Baltimore Orioles, and to the best uniforms in all of sport. Uh-huh. The Philadelphia Flyers. I hate the Flyers, mm-hmm. but their uniforms are grand. And somehow the Bengals have black and orange and screw it up. It's a terrible-looking getup that they have. And now they've made it even worse. How say you? I don't I don't think it's fair to say if you didn't get a chance to see it up close and personal, which I did. And I completely, 100%, respectfully, no, disrespectfully, agree, disagree with you. There's, there's nothing wrong with the uniforms. They actually look good. Like I said, you can't live in the past. You cannot go backwards. You need to spring forward. You need to think about the wave of the future and where the uniforms are going. It's just an adjustment period. Listen, when the Nike did their, their big deal with the Broncos 10 years ago and they came out with the new uniforms, everyone had to think about it. Uh, oh, go back to the orange crush and the... And the, the way that we were. And right. And, 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 and 10 Biden years later, everybody wants to go back to the orange yeah. crush. That well, that, that that's exactly right. They did go back. The Broncos are going to be wearing their orange jerseys yes, again yes. instead of uh, instead of the navy blue. Let me throw this hypothesis at you, Peyton Manning, and I and I mean this. Peyton Manning rejected Seattle out of hand because he got a sneak preview of what those uniforms would look like Stop and said, with this "Hypothesis right now. Stop." There's no way I would ever wear something so hideous as that. No, thank you, Seattle. Goodbye. I bid you good day, Pete Carroll. Um, and uh, now he's got that Denver one, which is a little bit better. But it that's that is not. Are, are you saying here now that Denver's uniform currently is superior to the John Elway Orange Crush era? I, I I didn't say that. What I'm simply saying is there was an adjustment period for fans to have to get used to it, and they did. And it's the same thing. All you crab apple on the other end of this phone line, you're just going to have to get used to change, Damashek. I don't understand what – listen, the commissioner, I saw you interviewing with him, terrific work, so on and so forth. I saw you yucking it up with him in the NFL shop over in NYC. Great. When Ask him this next time. When's he going to turn the reins over to Damashek to the uniform monitor, so I can write all the wrongs out there? I mean, listen, there are a lot of teams yeah. that need new uniforms, and I'll tell you, Cincinnati – I think the Jags need a, 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 a complete overhaul. Stop me when I when you hear me say something wrong here. They need new uniforms. Who else rank? Oh, the San Diego Chargers. They need new uniforms. Look what at they've like, done is an, is an abomination. 
terrible. Them and the Patriots, Patriots thumb their nose at their collective fan bases by refusing to go to the pass. You can update Pete the Patriot mm-hmm. or Pat the Patriot. Pat the, <laughs> Pete, the Pete. Pete, I think Pete's cool. <laughs> Pat the Patriot, update that. The the powder blue, you can update a little bit. But those uniforms, when they when the AFL came out with all their throwbacks, you're like, you know what? At least half of the teams had better uniforms in the 60s. The Raiders and the Chiefs, who were the Texans at that point, were virtually the same. I would downgrade the Broncos and the Jets. I don't think theirs were superior. They made better changes as they went forward. But the Patriots, the Chargers, the the Oilers had better uniforms. And there's mm-hmm. one other one. Other Bills, they went back to their other ones. Those uniforms yeah. were better. Well, listen, you're not getting any argument like out of me. I like the Oilers. And that, that and that should be the domain of the of the Houston Texans. Tennessee should not be trotting out anything to do with the Oilers. No offense to the fans in Tennessee, but they had no connection to Earl Campbell, to George Blanda, to Ken Stabler, to Bum Phillips, to Dan Pastorini, Elvin Bethea. No connection to those guys at all. And so on throwback day, it means absolutely nothing to them. So let Houston do it. Let the Texans throw on those old school Houston uniforms because that was the best look. And now, and now the Houston Texans have a big red collar. I don't know if you saw that. They have a big red collar now, and still the navy socks instead of the red socks. That's what they need to have. To uh, listen. I, 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 oh my God, we're going to the socks now, guys. All right, listen. I would love to stay in chat all day, but the fact would that you? No, I wouldn't. So let's wrap this up. Anything else for me? <laughs> She's going to – what do you have, a dinner appointment with uh, the commission, his uh, his significant others? Of course, of course, in, in which I will say Dave Damashek should – and then he'll stop me and he'll say who, and I'll say never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right, uh, fancy pants. Thanks for checking in. Oh, one last question for you real quick. Yes, the last sir. time we talked about it, because we talk about you about all these uh, aesthetic – you're, you're sort of our aesthetic expert, or I don't know, maybe it's a redundancy since I am the uniform monitor. But either way, we you weigh in. We talked with you about who is the best-looking NFL QB. Talk about uh, uh, six months or so ago, and because there was a study that showed that uh, good-looking people tend to be more successful, so maybe we could glean who was going to win the Super Bowl. And now that theory's out the window after the Giants won the Super Bowl. But anyway. Right, right for sure. Who, who is going to uh, – who is the better-looking uh, QB in this draft, RG3 or Andrew Luck? Oh, do I have another option? That's it. What do you wow. want from me? Those are the two. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. RG three. More handsome. I would like to see him. And I told him this uh, to his face. I'd like to see him lose the. Do dreads. you agree? Do you agree with me? I guess so. I'd like to see him lose the yeah. dreads, though. I think that would be a good move for yeah. him. But I think, you know, I, I think so. All right, all right, Beisner. I guess thanks for checking in after you berated uh, my fashion choices and ranks. It's been a pleasure, though, and we'll look forward to seeing you I here. I don't know why you expect anything less from me whenever we have these these lovely moments together. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, I, I suppose uh, I should accept the fact that you know it it, it shouldn't come as a surprise that uh, a good looking woman would. Uh, well, actually, this is a step up for me because uh, until I was about uh, 20 or so, good-looking women didn't even know I existed. Now this is, in a way, a step up that one is berating me. Is that a good right. thing or a okay, bad sure. thing? Whatever you say. It's a good I don't thing know, for I you. I was listening 10 minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Beisner. <laughs>
Bye, you guys. All Love you best. both. Talk to you soon. Bye. There she goes. Creep. Wow, what a great special guest uh, you, you got for us, Black Tie. Somebody who could come in here and put us down. Wonderful. Make us feel small. Our Remind us. Oh, all day. All that on, on the line now is Lindsay Soto to make fun of Dave's hair. Sorry, guys. What's Dave. this? <laughs> Soto's got some opinion on Damashek's hair? <laughs> I don't know. I got no, a head of hair no. most 19-year-olds. She would have to know it. who you were. <laughs> Um, all right, so where were we? We were talking about riots. Let's move past that, and let's talk about uh, – now let's talk about uh, what's going on with the Saints. Are we, and, wait, wait, wait. Are we done with the uniforms? Because we did Way no, in. No, no, you we, didn't get the You didn't get the really share. Because no, like, your wanted, opinion isn't frank, is frankly I, not as important as I don't care. I'm not going to share my opinion, but some of the guys, because we tweeted out. Oh, okay, yes. Some of the rank that amateurs. I do, I do care about that. And we got the, – the overwhelming majority of people are saying the Seahawks are the worst. Our old pal, Neil Dutton came in and he said uh, it's not even close Seahawks the biggest losers uh, we also but let's just compare it Dan compare, McGinnis wait, wait a second compare them side to side the new Seattle versus what they've been wearing the last whatever eight years or so and that's what uh, Dan McGinnis wrote in to say well it's the it was the old Seahawks jerseys now it's the new Seahawks jerseys yeah it's they're, they're kind of similar but this blue is a truer blue it's not the uh, that uh, that sea Blue or whatever right. you call that had that silvery kind of uh, component to it. I like I like this one. I think actually a little bit better. What I'd like them to do though, and I don't get the sense that they're going to do it, is they have the white pants. Yes, just wear white pants. That's Would it. Make it way better. That's all you got to do. And they also have gray pants. Just wear the gray pants. Just don't wear blue. But when you wear the blue shirt, you don't wear the blue pants. Done and done. It'll be a, it'll, that'll be better. And I still say, like I said earlier, the Bungles have the worst uniforms now, um, above all. And I say Jags two and Seattle three. Those are the three worst uniforms. Yeah, the Jaguars got mentioned here. We uh, I had a disturbing trend with a couple of people. Kyle writes in Raiders. I don't care if they're classic or not. Boring colors and absolutely no design to them. Frank, no, 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 Flores, no. Oh, block that guy. You can no He's longer. Done. He's blocked. You, you, you can't. You should delete him and uh, encourage him to not be on Twitter anymore. Frank Flores Meyer. I would nominate Packers, Giants, and Raiders. It's too simple. Are you kidding me? He's he's being a contrarian to be a contrarian. Our pal Sarah Peters said the Ravens. Actually, she said, I think I'll go with Baltimore. The white pants look high-waisted against the dorky, jewel-toned purple. I know. Enjoy your purple. That's your that's your uh, rough house team there, Baltimore. Good the purple's, for you. Uh, the purple is the color of royalty. Let's not be smirched purple. I get it. And by the way, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love their name. I think that's cool. I love regional names. Mm-hmm. I love a name that, you know, of course, you have the Timberwolves of a newer vintage. Actually, same thing with uh, Baltimore. Baltimore's been in existence, what, 15 years now, the Ravens? Yes. Something like that. Ravens, that's cool. Tip of the hat to one of their uh, one of their favorite sons. Absolutely. Also, although also, fittingly, not exactly uh, <laughs> the greatest citizen in the history of the U.S. of A. <laughs> it's not like Edgar Allan Poe was a <laughs> was an American hero. Right. He wrote good stories, that's for sure. That's about it. But it was incomplete as a human being, much like the Baltimore Ravens and, uh, and their players, I might say. All right. <laughs> I'd say it's nice even in April to take shots at the Ravens. Um <laughs> All right, continue. But but the Packers, Giants, and Raiders are the three worst uniforms. Another person for you to block. He's Goodbye. blocked. He's done. Good. Uh, the ultimate male, Thunderlips, bad uniform team, St. Louis, Seattle, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Washington. St. Louis, obviously an interesting one. Terrible uniforms. You know what? But keep them. And then when you come back to L.A., 
will restore it. I say you go even further back. You bring back the Deacon Jones era uniforms, the year, the uniforms of the fearsome foursome. Maybe mix in a little Such bit. Such of- a missed opportunity that the Rams organization doesn't do. I mean, they could they could each week roll out a different era and still look good, as long as it's not the current era. Yes. They could wear a different – they could wear the gold jerseys that they wore in the 50s in the L.A. Coliseum. And that's what their throwbacks were in 94. Yeah, the blue and whites look great. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the Deacon Jones era, the ones from the – uh, 70s are, were the great. The Jack Youngblood era, yeah, just, also uh, just great. The currents, aren't, uh, the currents ain't any good. you got to have the gray face mask, though. That's the key detail for okay. some reason. I don't know why. I'm just telling you what my gut tells me. The blue means it's too much blue, and it makes it look weird with the blue face mask. Yeah, yeah same thing with the Vikings and their purple face masks. They need to go back to the yeah, white, not a good, the not white a good face mask or the gray. Either way, I'll, I'll take either one. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, all right, anything else uh, on the Twitter there that you want to share? Anything of notes? Terrible opinions? See, this makes me not want to go to the rank amateurs. See, maybe Alec, I should be, maybe Damashek needs to tap into to uh in, into the uh in, into my group. Right. And uh, well, I got to read Alex's though cuz this is pretty funny cuz the Chargers they have actual lightning bolts on their clothes. Are they 9 years old? <laughs> Savvy point. <laughs> Well, the tiger. I mean, the tigers. The uh, the Bengals are even worse with yeah. the tigers. It's a gar animal. Those are silly. Yeah, those. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, underoos. Um, well, I like. See, but that's. A, I I like the lightning bolt though. Actually, I think that one. I, I we can make fun of that. I think it looks kind of cool. What I don't like is that the way they frame it. You know what I mean? A little bit. If it's just a bolt on the pants, so be it. But it's a bolt inside of a stripe. Mm-hmm. To, to what end? Just make it a bolt. Replace the stripe, you see. Yeah, I don't think they had this stripe in the 80s, right? With, like, the John Jefferson era. Didn't they just have the bolt with no stripe? Yeah, the John Jefferson, the gold, Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow era was just a bolt. There's a team that started off with a great uniform, and then every year, or every little tweak they did was for the worst. Mm. Just got worse and worse and worse, and now, and now they're so close that it's maddening. And it's almost like... If you look at uh, Meg Ryan or somebody who's gotten so much plastic surgery that it's now starting to almost look good again, but still not as good as it could have been if they just wouldn't have done a change in the first place. I hear you. Yeah, it's a, you, you, that's a good uh, a good analogy I think you've just made there. Thank and you. I look forward to watching uh, that happen after the after that phone call. I look forward to that uh, process happening to Michelle Beisner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she deserves. You don't come on this show and sass me. Yeah. Get her back on the line, Black Tie. I want to tell that one to her over the – well, forget it. We've moved on. All right. So Tweet it to her. I think everybody has made a lot of mistakes. Those tweets uh, shake my faith in, uh, in I the I think they're amateurs. funning me. I, I think they're having a go at us. They want to be red. They want to be on the air. So, I, of course, yeah, the Raiders have terrible uniforms. I'll tweet it. And, of course, we fed into it. It's the mm-hmm. one that I read. Well done, Rank Amateurs. You got red on the air. And now, you know what's funny, too, is if you go to NFL.com, you can check out all the uniforms. And it's cool because they had players that you would recognize, like Troy Palomalo sitting there in a Steelers uniform. Larry Fitzgerald is in a Cardinals. Who's this guy with the Colts? Who's 86 for the Colts? I even went to their roster. Couldn't find it. He, he's, there's no 86 on their roster. I don't know who it is. I don't know Blair White. Did he change his number? But the Colts, that's how that's how far they've fallen. They don't even have a guy like, uh, who's going to go? Like, why didn't you just send Andrew Luck? It's I like, think, hey, can you go model the I think after course? the whole thing, yeah, I think Dwight Freeney is the only Colt. I think he's the only one who will, will have been on the 2011 Colts 
yeah. and carry over into into this season. Um, all right, well, let's talk about uh, this season for a moment, shall we, Rank? And uh, the Saints business with Bill Parcells. That's the rumor. That's the no. I mean, not. It's not really a rumor. As a matter of fact, Bill Parcells himself says basically that he's going to take the gig if they offer it to him. And the commission is cool with it. Sean Payton can replace him if he wants. I said it the other day. I'll say it again now. Then uh, Peter King was talking about it in his uh, weekly piece that uh, the Saints fans are outraged about this. They are very uh-huh. upset with the commissioner. And in fact, when I was in New Orleans a couple weeks ago, that's what I kept hearing. I was like, good luck uh, finding a place to stay, commissioner, because uh, you know, we don't want you here at the Super Bowl next year. Of course, Wouldn't it be show- great if they blackballed him from everywhere? I told you, if he had to crash on our floor, that would be a cool thing, you know? <laughs> so awesome. We could just do a series of podcasts over the long weekend, you know? Could you imagine him and all the other NFL dignitaries are going down to Commander's Palace or something, and they all sit down and the manager comes over and says, you know what, um, we're going to have to ask you to leave. It's a security issue. We don't want this to get out of hand. Like, it would be, right? I predict that he that that people there i mean the way the way they're talking they are going to give him the hi-hat yeah they're going to boo him that's for sure so it'll be uh so that that's going to be interesting to see if bill parcells gets that gig and you know i think sean payton's obviously been pretty successful so it's not like the saints fans love the idea of bill parcells but there have to be other fan bases out there like San Diego fans, forget actually forget Chargers fans. How about Chargers players themselves? They should start just start floating rumors like, "Hey, Kamish, uh, yeah, we have a bounty program here. It's been I got paid twenty k for something, you know. Just a, can we get Schottenheimer? Please bring back uh, Marty. Can we get him back? This just just to get Norv uh, suspended. I think for they'd a be year clamoring too. for Kevin Gilbride right now. Hey, I, we got our, our bounty program was twice as bad, so <laughs> you should suspend our coach for twice as long. Is that possible? That's a that's the savvy move if you're on the Chargers, right? Yeah, that's, Phil Rivers might let that leak. But <laughs> Phil Rivers was the reason Norv Turner is still there. He's right. the one who stumped for him. Yeah. But Sean Merriman was probably going to blow the whistle on their bounty program. He goes, oh, wait, they're going to just – that would improve their team. Why would I do such a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you – I mean, listen, if they do wind up with uh, Bill Parcells, because when the when the big suspensions and everything were handed down, I guess we still have to wait and see what's going to happen with these players, which will really corrupt their season. If, if players are shelved for, you know, four games and you have several of these guys that mm-hmm. are significant defenders – it's hard to imagine them not being, you know, I don't you know, what's the likelihood they're going to be 1 and 3? What if you put some significant defenders down for the first quarter of the season? Yeah, could they be like the Williams wall and just keep appealing this until their career's over? Well, it's what it makes me think is is if they on the other hand if they survive that, everybody talks about the 18 game schedule and how terrible that would be. So by that uh, so so the opposite of that is what if you give these guys the first 4 weeks of the season off, they'll be fresher, right? Won't they be won't they be extra fresh compared to their foes? Wait, didn't they with the eight, If they can come through that 2 and no, 2. No, no, I get yeah. It, in it a would, crummy division though, less. What was like when the Steelers lost Ben Roethlisberger and you're like, "Hey, if we can just weather the storm with Dennis Dixon, or Chaz Badger, whoever it is, you know, the season, it sets up pretty nicely, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. Same thing here. You know, the players, yeah, but they went 3-1. and one. So that was, I exactly, mean, so, yeah. so they, so you gotta, they did better than you expected them to do. If, so they if, they come, could, if they could do something like that where they're 2-2 two and two or 3-1 and one or even better, 4-0, and oh, which you never know, 
the, yeah, they, they come out of it smelling like a rose. Their players are fresh and everything. But you just mentioned something I didn't even think about until you you said it. The 18-game season. Is it the 18-game season that, that has to be out the window now? You cannot come nope. down. Wait. You cannot come down on players and talk about, you know, you know, player safety is the most paramount. It's the most important thing. Oh, but we're going to play 18 games. Like, what? Because I mean, it, it's still striking because my first thought was the Pro Bowl. When they were, you know, he was so upset, like, these guys aren't trying in the Pro Bowl. And then you go the other way with the Saints. It's like, you got to pick one or the other. Well, it's not out the window. And Commissioner Goodell, in within the last month, I think, made a statement similar to what he's been saying for the last couple of years now, which is something to the effect of, hey, when I talk to fans, they want more football. And, you know, everybody dislikes preseason and that's i mean that's the, the way people don't like people don't like four unnecessary games being played when we see every fan has experienced a, a key player from their team getting hurt in one of these august games limit those games and by the way nobody people resent having to pay for four games that, that are meaningless games that or is for two meaningless games i should say um in that's most the cases, number one but, no 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 that you've act you're absolutely right that's the number one thing the fans don't want to pay full price for two preseason games. That's what the fans are are telling you, Kamish. They don't want to pay for them, and that's that's the message. That they don't want necessarily eighteen games. They just don't want to pay for two garbage games. I know, and I, it will be very difficult. It's hard to imagine how that is possible. You know how Goodell could ever sell that to the players who are being, to, you know, who are, who, who, you know, are getting fined for their hits and we've gone over that a million times over the the notion that somebody moving at superhuman speed, you know, these guys are going, you know, at four, you know, running sub 4 5 40s, they're running, they're barreling towards somebody instinctively trying to make a play. The guy catches a pass, turns towards the defender and lowers his head in such a way that they make uh, head-to-head collect. And then next thing, it's a, a $50,000 fine and uh, and so on and possible suspensions. So if you're going to crack down on that, it's very hard to imagine how you would possibly be able to then tack on two games. I don't think you'd ever be able to sell that to, to the uh, players. Look who just walked in here. Play his theme music, Black Tie. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank. That's right, it's Handsome Hank. What's the poop, fella? Hi, Dave, how are you doing? Hi, A late Adam. arrival. Hello. I'm sorry, I'm late. How are you today? I'm very well indeed, thank it's you. It's a pleasure to see you. A fan favorite. When I floated the idea, Handsome, um, last week I said, you know, you're on the show pretty much every week. As it is, I said, you know, I think we should just solidify and say, you know, you're a show regular, you know, I, I, which I guess we already do. But just by mentioning that somehow, acknowledging it, the, the tweets started flowing in. Yes, is Handsome right? Hank, a regular. We want him in there. That's exciting. I, don't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thrilled, but I don't know who these people are. And I don't know why. What What is it? What's, are you going to turn your nose fans? up at them? No, I'm excited about it. I want to know who these fans are. I'm, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to get to know some of them. Well, I, I reach know. out to you. Well, you can reach uh, Hank on Twitter at, at @nfluk_hank. I will. I follow back. Do you really? You follow back? No, I don't. Okay. But, I mean, I will do. But you, now, you now that I've said that, I will follow back. You never respond to anybody, though. I right? respond to a lot of people. That's good. I don't respond to you, but I respond right, to right. a lot of the other people. Understandable. 
Handsome Hank, um, a couple of things quickly. What do you think of um, the, the uniforms? We just talked to Michelle Beisner, and right. she, she was on the scene, and she took the opportunity to berate the fashion choices of Rank and me. I don't understand. <laughs> Who's a better dresser, me or Rank? Um, I think you're both a very good dresser. I, do I have to make a choice? Here? Yes. Uh, um, Adam, I like the um, the the I don't the sweater know, vest. The sweater vest. Uh, I think that's a bold choice, and I like his bold fashion statement. Uh, Dave, I like your shirts. I've, uh, I'm a big fan of your shirts. In fact, you told me where to get a shirt, and I got a shirt similar to yours. Is that true? And now, I, I, very rarely would I admit to another man that they gave me advice, you know, fashion advice, and I took it. What was the store? The Gap? I don't remember. Who I'm not. Know? I don't. I don't think H and M. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I didn't realize you were going off of uh, off of no, premier is... racks, and I don't even know what the <laughs> I'm terms not. are. I tried to put a dig in you, but I can't yeah. really put a dig in you when no, I don't okay. know what the, that language is. But about the new jerseys, I am very excited about them. Um, the Seahawks, and no, there's no reason why either of you two, but I think probably you will both get it. Um, one of my favorite uh, football jerseys of all time is the Orlando Thunder of the World League of American Football, who played inexplicably in kind of luminous like highlighter yellow mm-hmm. right um jerseys just the most fantastic union the seahawks have a little trim in there that that harks back to the orlando thunder and i was i'm so excited i to get see the that. reference i don't like the um the i i don't like it when it's more prominent like baylor's uniforms in the ncaa right. tournament this year were vomitous even but, louisville's yeah those were too red yeah too bright yeah. but um, yeah, a little bit of that, a little hint of that is is uh, is not so exactly. bad. And in fact, for some reason, I don't know why, but that seems to be something specific to um, to the Pacific Northwest. Right. That that color you see that yeah. you see the the ducks use it. I mean, maybe Nike is the explanation for that. But <laughs> but then also the uh, the the Mariners also have a hint of that uh, tealy kind of mm-hmm. bright greenish color so yeah maybe that's just the thing up in that it's interesting it's northwest and southeast with miami and yeah, florida right. has those kind of garish colors as well yeah good point yeah i don't know what that is but well one thing i'll say this you as the dolphins fan maybe will agree with they got to get rid of the uh turquoise pants they can't be running out Dave, I, I those are terrible i have some inside information i'm told that the dolphins are at the in, in the at the moment and this really is inside information are in the process of going through a kind of rebrand almost, redesign, rebrand, which I think we'll see next year. Yeah, because that's a rule that a lot of people don't know. You can't change your uniforms massively more than once every five right. years. So some teams may have something in store in the next couple of years, but they can't unveil it. The big Are they going to go to the Infinity Helmet? What's that? The Dolphins? Meaning what? The dolphin with the helmet that oh, he's yeah, wearing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The dolphin with the helmet, yeah. Maybe that could happen. Yeah, because as I've pointed out, the dolphin on the helmet is, is, is wearing a, a helmet team. that has an M on it. So yep. he's not on the Dolphins. He's not on the Miami Dolphins. He plays for some team that wears an M on their hat. Absolutely. Miami of Ohio. Maybe, which is a, a thing. But, yeah, so I mean, I, uh, so I criticize him for that. But then, on the other hand, I try to cut him some slack because how many Dolphins are there in the world that play football, play football. at all, <laughs> you know, that are, or, or at least any good Well, at. in the NFL, at least. Right. So I figure, like, I guess, you know, again, beggars can't be choosers with that. Um, handsome Hank, what about um, what was I? Gonna, oh, the the other story of the week is, and this is a, a connection between the UK and America. The re-release of Titanic, or the 3D version of Titanic, it started, of course, over on your side of uh, of the Atlantic right. Ocean. Did you see the movie? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. And your thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it. It was it was very very long, mm-hmm. um, and very very sad at the end. Did you care for the love story? Uh, it, w- it didn't seem to be relevant to the you know the main story, which was that the big boat sank with yeah. lots of people drowning. Well, that's my but, main criticism, of yes, course, is that yeah. is that the, is that Hollywood felt felt compelled to that's fine to personify some people on the boat, but did you really need the melodrama, mm. the, thr- the the love triangle? What was what was the significance of of throwing that in there? What what did we need that though? Especially the the hokum with the the. DiCaprio is chained up in handcuffs against a pipe right. like that and and uh, the, the, the swing the axe and break me out of these shit. The boat's sinking. Everybody's dying. That's yeah. not enough drama. That's not enough well, action. We have to we have to we need more. We we need more here. It's yeah. an unsinkable ship, see? And there are thousands of people on it, you understand? And it's going down. Yeah, I don't know. That's not enough. We need we need the broad swinging an axe. Now that that'll sell tickets. What I don't understand somebody's got to well. have a gun. Yep. Yep. There's the scene in the car, you know, the, the sort of love scene in the car. But I'm sure that the cars were all here in America. And, and rather than, I don't know why they were bringing a car from the UK mm. where they were, you know, it was pretty much a pony and trap. Um, and they brought this car over on the Titanic. That didn't make any sense to me either. This movie, I'm telling you, people love to, you know, people. I love to watch and laugh and enjoy and celebrate movies like at Roadhouse and Karate Kid. There are other people of note who have done these things with me and uh, and without me. But I'll tell you, Titanic is the one for a new generation. The one I've pointed out a million times before, the, the thing that is most outrageous in that picture is it revolves around this 100-year-old bag who kept telling her <laughs> tale of love and what what she learned from DiCaprio and how it saved her life and he saved her life and the, and you know but we, when we meet her like I say she's a she's an she's an old bag she's being pushed around in a wheelchair by her fair granddaughter grandniece who knows right. great granddaughter who knows what great granddaughter point is this poor girl this lovely young lass is is busy pushing so busy. Tending to her incontinent great grandmother, that she has no life of her own. She has to live by this lady's rules and stare at this old lady's pictures all the time of the grand life she lived, riding horses and having flying planes and traveling the world over. Oh, how she learned to live. How many? Yeah, the kids. I mean, the the, the guys looking for the money. Bill, who is it? Not Bill Pullman. Who am I Bill thinking? Paxton. Bill Paxton and and that gang. They're hearing the the story for the first time. Jaws on the floor. I never let it in. You know, I, I knew him, but I never let it in. But then he lets it in. But she, this this, this poor redhead, she's heard it. Uh, you know she's heard it. This ginger's heard this tale. To, <laughs> is sick from hearing the story. Half her life's been spent listening to this story. The other half has been changing the uh, adult diapers on this 100-year-old lady. <laughs> and so then we find out that she's had this jewel, this jewel of the sea or whatever it's called, this priceless jewel stashed away the whole time after she tells the story she feels like all right now it's i finally have purged it i'm out on the sea with these people i've now i've now relieved myself of this weight that's been on my shoulders all these years and now you know that jack blah 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 really was a man jack sparrow or whatever his name is that's uh uh it's pirates of the caribbean pirates of the caribbean 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 right whatever all right so 
She now she's fine. So she's all, oh, I still have that blue diamond. She finishes. What's her punctuation? She goes out to the edge of the boat and throws it into the sea. Gets rid of it. Give it to the redhead. Give it to the ginger who's been caring for you all of these years. You creep. No, I'm going to throw it to the bottom of the sea. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Except that your poor great-granddaughter who's wasted her whole stinking life on you, hearing your stinking uh, decades-old stories about some guy who may or may not have existed who's also at the bottom of the sea. Now, now she doesn't get anything out of it. How about you, a little something for the effort, old, you old bag? You senile old selfish creep i would have tossed her right in with it i if, if the ginger sees that deed that's the first move and no 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 court in the land that would convict her oh no grandma fell over the side of the boat who's gonna try well, that well that, that's the bad news the good news is bill paxton i'm free this weekend let me start my life you know what an outrage all right listen that's it black tie has to spoil the fun it's time to move on. Was this a tight 45? Actually, not this week, because last week on vacation, I had a long drive, and I listened to the podcast last week, which is way over 45 minutes, and yep. I wasn't mad. Yeah, say, only, it's nice. For this week only, I wasn't It's nice to go over. Yeah, not bad. All right, well, so how about this? Let's quickly, 61, episode okay. number 61 here, and... Um, we honor the player who wore it best, that number uh, best. And in the NFL, there have been a few guys in 61. It's a weird number. It is a strange number. Curly Culp of the Houston Oilers. You mentioned those nice uniforms before and previous right. to that. He was with the uh, KC Chiefs. Um, who else? Well, you have, uh, you have Rick Nash. Great uh Great high score. I mean, big. Yeah, pro- surprising if you're an NHL fan that uh, he didn't move from the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. Another nice regional name, Blue Jackets. That's what we were talking about. That's a good region. one. Yeah, Timberwolves is good. Um, Steelers is good. Um, you know, regional names. Ones that Lakers. Sound... Let's see, that's a that's a bad one. That's a bad. We one. have lakes in California. Not in, anywhere near. Have a suit, Lake Arrowhead. What's that, an hour and a half away from... It's still part of the greater L.A. area. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> Cut it out. Oh, you know what I wanted to do? You Wait, have to what, about, what about Nate Newton? Nate 61. Newton. Bill George. Nate Newton, who... Uh, I, I say it every time Nate Newton's name comes up. I always loved. Bam Morris gets arrested in, what was that, mid-90s. Gets arrested for having six pounds of weed in his car. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't believe it. Six pounds of weed? What? How much weed would that... What does that physically look like? It's got to be a, a suitcase full of it. It's That's about, a crazy it like amount. This. It's about this big. I, you're doing that with your hands. I can see it, but uh, <laughs> the, the listeners cannot. But all right. So um, a, a massive amount of weed, I figure. And then I hear that, uh, that Nate Newton gets arrested with 600 pounds of weed <laughs> in his car. 600 pounds of weed. That was good. Uh, that was going to be a wild weekend. And I can only hope for her sake that the ginger from Titanic was invited. Because she deserves <laughs> to let her hair down after all the work she's been her doing. Her grandmother threw it all into the ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah, she threw about, uh, yeah. 600 pounds 600 of weed. pounds worth right of weed in the, into right the, the ocean. Down the, into the sea. There was another guy who got busted. Uh, the Lions running, was it? Was Javon Bennett? No, Mikella Shaw. Yeah. Oh, can yeah. We, can we stop busting guys for weed? Well, let's see. What wait? What happens if one of the Chargers, 49ers, or Raiders 
gets busted for weed and they have their medicinal marijuana card. Well, no, there well the, the federal government uh, busted up some place in Oakland earlier this week. Oh, that's right. They 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 shut it down, which is weird because uh, supposedly it was going to be a state decision. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was a, well, I don't want to get into that whole conversation. That'll take ten minutes. But uh, it's a state, a weird move. It's a state decision when they agree with it. Josh Beckett is uh, wore sixty one when he was a Marlin when he pitched Game Seven in Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, the worst World Series ever. Uh, I, that's a conversation you know I like to have is the games that we could have had and we didn't get for because because the fates decided to not give us the best possible ball game or, or game we've seen that in NFL history many times. Like, for instance, well, I, I, well just the, the baseball one is you could have had in Ot 4, that was? It was Three or four, yeah. Well, no, no, no. When the, was the was Red Sox won in Ot 4? So, yeah, so, three, so Ot 3. You almost had the Cubs and the Red Sox, which would have been the greatest World Series ever mm-hmm. when the Red Sox hadn't won in 100 years and the Cubs too. But instead you got the hated Yankees and the, and the history-less, meaningless, who cares about them, uh, Marlins. Yeah, but America won because the Yankees lost. I suppose. But so anyway, Josh Beckett wore 61. He can't get it because he doesn't wear that anymore. He wears 19 with the Red Sox. I'm giving it to Rick Nash, the great winger for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Maybe anonymous to most people. Even some hockey fans may not uh, get to see him very much because he plays in Columbus, Ohio, hockey hotbed. I'm going with Rick, Rick Nash unless you can give me a compelling reason not to. Fair enough. All right. Rick Nash it is. And um, I had one other thing I wanted to comment on. Hmm. What was the other thing I had to I, – I absolutely felt I had to weigh in on. I don't know what it is, though. Perhaps I'll, uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Well, maybe I'll put our producer of the Adam Rank Gridiron if podcast I think of kid it, I'll in call touch in. with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, while you're recording, maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll call in with what the, whatever that note was. I had something that I felt was really important, and now I, <laughs> now I can't remember what it was. And uh, as usual, I have copious notes here that uh, – Oh, wait a second. No, I don't. I have no notes whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Handsome Hank, a pleasure to see you. Thanks for arriving late, though you were. I'm, I'm very sorry I was late, but thank you for including me, Dave. Thanks to uh, Ms. Beisner, the, fa- uh, the let's just call her the fashion snob from now on, the aesthetic snob for putting us mm. down. Yeah. Black tie behind the glass, a pleasure to see you. Rank, as always, a pleasure. And best wishes with Lamar Woodley. Will you please pass along my well wishes? I will. All right, and congratulate him and all the Steelers that their pants aren't shiny anymore. Mm-hmm. I like that they're flat now. That's, right. that's the way it should Step in the right direction to really complete it. Gray face mask, black shoes. That's I'll ask him about do. the face mask. More rugged, you know? Tell him this. Tell him that this is how you say it. He'll say, why? I like the black. It looks it looks bad. You know, it, looks, it makes us look like tough guys. But think about this. Gray face mask, color of steel. Steelers. And the name mm. is Steelers. Oh, I get it. I get I it. You got that now? Up to speed? All right, good, good. All right, I wish I could think of uh, what uh, what Bon Mott I had to share yeah. with you. And like I say, maybe I'll call in from the road. Or Boy, you and me I'll both. think of it later on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, thus ends the uh, the Dave Damashek football program. But stick around, won't you? Because uh, coming up at the other end of, uh, of the musical sting here, it will be the Adam Rank Gridiron podcast for kids. With Lamar Woodley, Handsome Hank won't be listening, but perhaps you will. And uh, in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. you listen to Dave Thank you, Dave. And it is episode number six of the Adam Ray Gridiron Podcast for Kids. And before we get to that, 
Black Tie, once again, hit by music. I love it. I still love the fries. Still love the gravy, like I said. Earlier in the Dave Damashek football program, I will go to Del Taco have my chili cheese fries once Lent's over for me. But right now, in a tradition we've borrowed from the Dave Damashek football program, we count down those who wore it best from the episode number. This being episode number six, we look at the greatest number six of all times last week. Number five was Albert Pujols in a runaway. Chagrined that I did not mention Dieter Brock, as one of the rank amateurs pointed out to me on Twitter. However, this is about guys who wore it the best, not the worst. Dieter Brock, the worst quarterback in NFL history. At least the best quarterback who who played in an NFC championship game against the Bears in 1985. So we will go on to number six. And when you think of number six, Dr. J comes to mind although he wore number 32 with the Nets in the a, in the uh, ABA. The thing about Dr. J, I like the Philly fans. I have a kindred spirit with the Philly fans. And a lot of times, guys who move out from Philadelphia, they come out to an Angels game. They don't realize how much we hate New York and Boston. And so we have a little kinship right there. So I kind of like some of the Philly sports. I love Chuck Bednarik. I love the, I, you know, I, I root for the Phillies when they're going against the evil, the evil empires. Still not going to go with him. The best number six of all time. And Black Tie will be interested to get your thoughts on this. Steve Garvey. All-time number six. Was there anybody better? I know. I wish the Angels don't have any number sixes. You have Daryl Sconyers wore it for a little bit. Nobody from the Lakers jumps to mind. I think Eddie Jones. He wore 25 with the with the Lakers. Wore number six with the Heat. What do you say? I know you're clamoring to say something. Say it. Who? Steve Garvey. Who? The father of our country. Who? Steve Garvey. That's all I got to say. Okay, you know, the the one thing I liked about having my tie in last week was it was nice to have a sports fan who you could kind of bounce these things off of. And and I don't get these wait, wait, what? I don't get I don't get these I don't get these blank stares when I start talking about some of the greatest players in in Major League Baseball history. And it's tough for me, believe me. I don't want to sit here and I don't want to promote a Dodger. That's the last thing I want to do. But I get these cold looks. Speaking of cold looks, wow, I think we have two. What, we're going to have two guys. Again, the Adam Rank Gridiron Podcast for Kids, where all the top guests come. I think Lamar Woodley and Stevie Breston joining us to the show. Guys, what's happening? Make yourselves at home. Oh, nothing much. We uh, we just out here, in, out here in L.A. You know, Steve decided to come down. He flew right from Arizona. He still got his place in Arizona. I know earlier. Still does. I know. I, I know he played for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you know he still has his place in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, because when he came in, he, we weren't on the air yet. But when he came <laughs> in, you introduced him as a member of the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> That's friendship, you know, right yeah, there. You know, because we've been talking about when we played in the Super Bowl. I was going to say, how are you still friends? Huh? We were friends before that. And but let me tell you a funny story about that week. So okay, you know, me and Steve been friends since Michigan, and um. We figure, oh, we all gonna be in Tampa together, man. Let's go. We we went out to eat the first night, and we think, you know, we're gonna go out and eat again at another restaurant. We called me and Ryan Monday. He also played at Michigan with us, and he's with the Steelers. And we called Steve. Steve didn't pick up the phone for the rest of the week. No, he wouldn't text us back. He wouldn't call back. We wanted, you know, what's going on? Maybe he's 
he's getting a little bit too serious about this game. I thought we were friends off the field, but he didn't want anything to deal with us for the rest of the week. That night, we went to somebody put something in my water. I was sick for the first three days. Is that right? I'm assuming it was Woodley, so I didn't I didn't really mess with him throughout the week. <laughs> I wouldn't have talked to him either. It's serious business. It's serious business. Super Bowl. Super Bowl's online. Super Bowl. Well, we couldn't go eat? No. No. I couldn't. I, was, was I agree with I him. You can't that. go eat. I couldn't risk that. You were the enemy that week. Anytime I put something in his drink. Put something in my drink. See, I don't I don't know if it would have been a member of the Steelers, but they have the craziest fans. Oh. If you had a waiter or a room service guy, that kind of stuff. That happened to Kobe one year when they were playing the Sacramento Kings. He ordered room service. Somebody gave him food poisoning. <laughs> Visine and the hamburger. Wow. Uh, see, I'm going to think twice before I eat at uh, we go down oh, and play in Baltimore. Yeah. You don't? Or Cleveland. I can only imagine what they Cincinnati? Cincinnati. That, that whole division. So, I mean, what do you do? You go to you go to a restaurant and they still know who you are. Yes. I mean, you're not that small, Wood. They're going to know who you are regardless. So there re- there's there's really not a way of avoiding it anyways. No, there's not. There's not, unless you bring your own prepackaged meals. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do. Uh, stay at McDonald's. Stay at hamburgers. Just go through the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah. You never know then. Yeah. your voice. I'm starting going to the drive-thru. There you go. Have somebody else go out and get it for you. So I agree with you, though. I wouldn't have talked to him during Super Bowl week. How long did it take for you to talk to him after the Super Bowl? Because it was a close game, probably one of the better Super Bowls in recent memory. Did it take a while? The, the thing about Wood, when they won the game, it took probably a day or so. He called bragging. You know, he just rubs it in your face. Every every time I meet up with Wood, yeah, you wish you had one of these, pull out the ring, <laughs> things like that. So, you know, it's, it's real disappointing that – I'm still upset to this day. Even when I come out here, he brings up the story that everybody we meet, you don't. It's just, uh, it's a true story. The guy ditched us doing Super Bowl week. I would have done the same Why? thing. Because they want to win. Bowl. We're still gonna play on Sunday. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We go get something to eat. We still gonna play on Sunday. There's no way of avoiding that. Um, I wish you'd have lost. Oh, you did lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, Green oh, Bay. So you know yeah, how, oh, you know I'm about how, to break you, that Brett Favre poster right there. You know how I feel. So if Aaron Rodgers had called you up during Super Bowl week, would you have gone out and said, yeah, let's go hang out? Me and Aaron Rodgers ain't go to Michigan together. Mm-hmm. This is Michigan right here. This is, you know, this is Michigan. So if C. Wood called you up, asked I, you to go I out. Didn't, I didn't go to school with C. Wood. Charles Woodson. I didn't go to school with you. But he's still, he's a Michigan guy. He's a, but I, we went to school together. Right. Practice, class. We go out. You know what I'm saying? Restaurants. Now this was, but now that Super Bowl, that was your second one. My first I, one. It was your first one, yeah. and you still, you didn't. I don't. I don't get why you wanted to be. I'm gonna you, this palling was, around with this, the this, enemy. This Super is what Bowl. the veterans told us. They said, go, the Super Bowl is treated like a regular game. Don't get overwhelmed by everything. So I was treating it like a regular game. I was going out to eat. I said, Steve, hey man, would you like to come out to eat? I mean, at least he could have replied back to my text message he didn't when text I called. This is the, this is this is what I'm saying. He says this. I didn't get a phone call. Or text the whole week, Steve. No, he, he didn't even try to reach out to me. But he he continues to say this. I had, I didn't hang out with him. But you wouldn't have anyway, so because it's the Super Bowl. Like I know, his, nah, I, I know his family and his family was down there. You know, there's fifty one other weeks of the year. I wanted to say, hey, I wanted to say, hey, how you doing, Mrs. Breston? You know, uh, we got that friendship thing out the way when we first got there that Monday. You know, ate, did our little thing, then we went our separate ways. Well, see, I know how it is now. So. You understand cool. it now? Cool. All right, but good. it's the Super Bowl. Cool. We want to, and you know, us as fans, we want to pretend that you guys aren't hanging out. Like, I don't want to know. <laughs> like, when I was a little kid, you know, I was a huge. I'm still a huge wrestling fan. Now I know now Same that man. they were all. Same I know now that they were all buddies. 
Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage were best friends. But when they were fighting, I like to pretend that at least they really did have some animosity. You know, as the average fan, I want to pretend that the Steelers and the Cardinals, they're not hanging out the night before the Super Bowl or the week of the Super Bowl. You want to, they're, they're angry. They don't, they don't want to even see each other. Hey, you gotta have, you're going to be angry on a football field. I mean, my thing is, and a lot of people do say that. Why is he hanging out during Super Bowl week? Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to stay in a hotel for uh, 15 hours? I have to go yes. somewhere? No. no. Why would I stay in a hotel for 15 hours? One room. I'm not locked up. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> so if you're free, you leave out the door. <laughs> We're not caged in. Oh. I'm free. This hurts me as a fan. It does. It's I'm like, just saying. It's like the Undertaker and Hogan hanging out. At the yes. Yeah. I don't want to know. Leave all that backstage. Did you guys? Did you guys see WrestleMania this weekend? Oh, no, I, I did. I didn't see it. I did. I got to see it. You didn't see it. I got to see it. No. The Rock. The Rock beat Rock John Cena. Top. I mean, Cena's about to drop the people's elbow on the Rock. Got a little cocky. Damn. Rock gets up. So I take it to Rock, rock bottom. He won. Oh, spoiler in, alert! In, yeah, in, he won in the millions. The millions of the Rocks fans. <laughs> you were watching. <laughs> oh, and then and then if you missed it last night, I'm going to have to spoil this again for you. Brock Lesnar returned. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, he did, huh? Brock Lesnar, go YouTube this. Brock Lesnar returns. Cena's out there trying to call out The Rock. He says, come on yeah. out. And nope, Brock Lesnar comes out. They go to shake hands. F5. Boom. Oh, so he's, right done, with the, he's done with the UFC then. Yeah, that last fight, he was awful. Yeah. Lesnar's last fight. It was pretty apparent that he was done. Oh man! So it was time to move on. I really liked him too at UFC. Yeah, that one fight I went to uh, UFC 100 in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I mean he cussed everybody out. <laughs> F you, and I'm not drinking Bud Light. I'm drinking Budweiser. <laughs> You're not paying me enough. He went off. I was like, man, I like that dude. <laughs> he crazy. <laughs> Now, we had some news here today. The uniforms came out. I know you tweeted it out, putting it up on your Facebook. The uniforms, have you had a chance to look at all of them, see what they look like? What do you think? Well, I didn't have an opportunity to really look at all of them. I glanced at a few of them. and um, I mean, I, I really, I guess it's kind of hard to really tell what the jerseys really look like, you know, through pictures. So I got to actually see it. I want to feel it. I want to really get a look at our jerseys, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Steve thought yeah, about. jerseys ain't going to change. No, no, y'all jerseys. No, just the, the just, same. but the. Yeah. I'm talking about the. Mat- <laughs> I'm talking about just the material on the jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Probably, yeah, I, I want to see that too. I mean, ours ain't going to change either, so probably the material. A subtle little change. You guys got a couple of stripes on your uniforms. Who has the worst uniforms, though? Who? Who has the worst ones? The uh, I don't know. I can't really say. I mean, obviously, all Nike products are good to me. You know, me being Nike man, I just wish Michigan go back to Nike. <laughs> hey. You know the good. You know, <laughs> you know. You know the good thing about it is I like what they did with the shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the, just yeah. the two solid colors, so we can be black and gold. Because we, we were like a white shoe team, mm-hmm. but now we we can get a black and gold shoe. And I wear Jordans. You know, I'm I'm part of a Jordan brand, so we're gonna be able to style it up a little bit. I hate white shoes. I really they get dirty shoes. fast, man. I hate them. I hate white, white shoes. shoes. I hate white socks. You guys are palling around during the Super Bowl. You're caring about white shoes. You're hurting me as a fan. I don't want to know the shoes. All the black shoes. What do you think about the Steelers face mask? <laughs> I will say this. You guys have the black face mask. Did you ever see the old old school where they had the silver face mask, the gray face mask? No. I oh, yeah. Like yeah. Terry Brad. Yeah, don't you think yeah. that looks better? No. Like, like, but like it's it. our, uh, the guy who's not here, Dave Damashek, 
He says that it's it's silver, the color of steel. Yeah, doesn't yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I'd rather have the see that see that picture right there with Troy. Mm-hmm. Black face mask, black chin strap. That'd be that'd intimidating. Be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're not intimidated already, like you're huh? not, you're yeah, not, that's it. You're, you're, so you're, you're like, not, you know what? Yeah, I'm not really. Two, I'm not really intimidated. Two sixty five, number fifty six, coming out the edge. Of, oh, I'm intimidated anyway. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm talking. I'm just talking about the look, the look, the look up. Just wear no, no, fa- no. Now look at that. No helmet. Look, no face look, look, right, look now, at, let me ask you. Okay. Are you intimidated by that picture right there? The green one. Well, let me ask you though. One quick, because we got to wrap up. I know you guys. Got to move on. You, you're doing the car wash here. At least this lasted longer than the uh, Daniel Bryan Sheamus match to open WrestleMania. <laughs> but let's say this: the draft. Are you guys following the draft? What's what's the read on RG three? Now he's not working out for teams. He's he he refused to go to the Colts and work out for them. What do we make of something like that? I mean, why waste your time? Work out for what? What you need to see? He got game film. Go cut the film off if you want to see him work out. I mean, what do you want to see? It's not like his game situation where he's going to be. I mean, anybody can go out there in some shorts with a shirt on, no helmet, and throw a pass. Think about throwing a pass when somebody's coming after you. You know, how you how well do you move on your feet then? I think if you go back and you cut his game film on, you, you see what this guy can do. You know, why bring him in for a workout and waste his time? Man, listen, he's going one or two anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. So he can, he can make those kind of decisions say, listen, man, I'm not working out for you or any other team. He can do that. But it's the Colts. They hold the number one pick in the draft. Don't you think it might be one last time to kind of maybe persuade them off Andrew Luck? Or do you think the Colts are already prepared to go with Luck no matter what? Well, if they want to bring him in for a workout, they might be thinking about maybe drafting him. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. A workout is not – I mean, what the workout going to do? How can that change your mind? What what more is that going to do? That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Steve, what you think about that, man? Uh, there's no question he could play football. I mean, he don't got to <laughs> prove nothing no more. You know, he he played the has played in college, bought out. I think anything else is going to hurt him. You know, whether it's uh, you know maybe getting hurt in the workout. So right. I mean, I, everybody know what he got and the type of talent he is. So I mean, him not working out is not a big thing. Okay. Well, guys, thank you very much for stopping by. We appreciate it. Two-for-one bonus. We get all the best guests here at the Adam Rank Gridiron Podcast for Kids. Lamar Woodley, Steve Breston, thank you so much for stopping by. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yep, thank you. Thank you. You know, it was such a bad Super Bowl for me. I was really rooting for the Cardinals, rooting for Kurt Warner. I'm a, I'm a big Kurt Warner guy, and it seems funny, too, because somebody who does not root for the St. Louis FC, I'm actually a really big Kurt Warner fan. I really enjoyed his story. Loved everything he was all about. Wanted him to succeed in Arizona. And I guess getting the Cardinals to a Super Bowl is the equivalent of another team winning a Super Bowl because the Cardinals have been such a bad franchise. And that's that's what what are you what are you waving your hand for? We blew the tight forty five. I don't think there's any chance what we, what are we going for? A tight one twenty? I'm not trying to get this to be an obese hundred, so obese, I've already hit that mark. Uh, I've hit it, I've lapped it. You know, there's some guy driving through Topanga Boulevard right now going through the valley going, you know what, I hope this thing doesn't end, but no, it's going to end. We're going to have to end it right here. And I will say this right now, for all of you that have stayed through the Adam Rank Gridiron Podcast for Kids, 
I thank you for doing it. I appreciate you sticking around. For everybody who listened to Episode 61 of the Dave Damashek Football Program, a big thanks to Michelle Beisner for joining us on that show. Dave Damashek, who was on that show, did not call in. I don't remember what he wanted to talk about. He had some pressing business. He teased calling in, but you know what? We don't have time for him. We had other bigger guests. How about LeBron for number six? You ever heard of him? <laughs> no. We're not going to. He, he just started wearing number six okay. two years ago. That's fine. Bill Russell. And um, who? Bill Russell. I'm not familiar with that name. Okay. Yeah. Bill Russell. Was he number six? What do you think what do you think the odds of a Boston Celtics player being selected as the number six is? Pretty good, do you think? No. I didn't think so. So enough about that. I'm going on. I'm trying you know what? I was gonna thank Black Tie for his help on both the Dave Damashek football program and the Adam Ranker Iron Podcast for Kids. Not doing it now for that shenanigans. So that's going to be it. Until next week, everybody, take care. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.